0: to Women Emerging Fearlessly, where women over 40 discover how to find meaning and purpose and how to feel at home in their own skin, love who they are, and design a life that makes them happy. I'm your host, Janelle Anderson, CEO and founder of Emerging Life Coaching. There's a really big difference between hearing and listening. You know, there's an art to it. We hear the sound of somebody talking to us, but are we really listening? This is a very important topic and it's one that affects all of our relationships, really all of our life. And if you can really cultivate this art of listening and listening deeply at an intuitive level, you will be giving people a gift that lasts forever, just a huge valuable gift you know hearing is simply receiving sound waves right sound coming into our ears but listening is the art of giving close attention with the intention of understanding what does that person really mean what are they really saying how are they feeling about it what's the energy behind it so we're trying to understand the complete message from the other person You know, people can't really listen to you until they've been heard. It's like a full glass of water. Sometimes people have so much in them that they want to share, and they haven't had that space to share it. They haven't been heard. And so they're so full that they can't really hear anything from you and receive anything from you until they're allowed to empty it out. So think of it that way, when you are approaching a conversation with someone, that other person might not be able to receive anything you have to say until you allow them that space to empty out what's in them. There are many, many benefits of learning this art of deep, intuitive listening. It heals and deepens our relationships. It increases our understanding of other people. You learn a lot from listening. You actually learn more from listening than you do from talking. And it also decreases stress and the fear of communication because now you know you've, you can approach a conversation more confidently because you know you're going to be focusing on understanding them, not necessarily trying to make yourself understood. It makes you popular. People really love to be around others that listen to them. And it gives you more confidence in social situations. And also you experience the power of connection with a human soul. It gives you more capacity to love and to have compassion. You'll have more compassion for people because you will gain this deeper understanding of what's really going on for them and how they see the world. Stephen Covey has a book. It's an excellent book. I'll read a little bit from that today. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You may have read it. And he says, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Such a great principle to live by and habit to develop in your life. Write that down and keep that in front of you and begin to use it every time you talk to someone. Seek first to understand and then to be understood. Again, that's like letting them empty their full glass of water and then you can pour into them. When you develop this habit and this skill and this art, other people will take notice and they'll wanna learn it too and you can share it with others. There are four basic types of communication. We we learn in school how to read and write and speak, but the fourth type is listening. How much training and education do we get really about how to listen? We're taught how to read, we're taught how to write, we're taught how to speak, but we're not trained to listen, and yet listening is probably the most important one, but usually what we do when we're listening, we think we're listening, we're listening through our own filters or our own lenses instead of listening to understand. Stephen Covey calls it listening autobiographically, in other words, you're listening through your own story, you're projecting your own home movies into the conversation. You're seeing whatever they're saying through your lenses and trying to project that really onto them. We get into their story ourselves and say, oh yeah, that's what happened to me. Let me tell you my story. And then we're often talking about ourselves and they're left standing there like, oh, I thought I was sharing, you know, like they're not really listening to me. So seek first to understand, then to be understood listen with the intent to understand, not with the intent to reply. How many of us are listening with the intent to reply? This is usually typically what we do. We're thinking in our heads what we're going to say in reply to them. And sometimes we're so excited to share it or so intent to on sharing it that will even interrupt them to jump in with it. I've done that so many times, so guilty of that. Because our minds are focused on what we want to say next, instead of just trying to understand. And You see, we all have different perspectives based on our own background, and our childhood, and our beliefs, and our values, our experiences. Our principles that we live by. We see the world through our own filters and we think that's the right way to look at things because it's the way we see them. But everyone else has their own set of lenses. Listening intuitively at this level simply means you are putting aside your own glasses, your own perspective, and you're attempting to put on theirs you are attempting to understand everything you can about what that person is saying, why they're saying it, what does it really mean to them, what is not being said. Sometimes people just need to be heard and they just need that space to empty out that full glass. And then they feel relieved and they feel supported and understood and sometimes that's all people need. And it's such a powerful gift to give to other people. This is honestly one of the most difficult skills a coach has to learn. I remember when I was in coach training, struggling so much with this, and everyone around me was saying the same thing. Oh my gosh, it's so hard to stay out of the story. It's so hard to not jump in and give advice. I know what they should do and I wanna tell them, but our instructors would tell us over and over again, no giving advice. Don't even use the word I stay out of the story it's all about them ask questions to find out more from them about what they're saying what they're feeling what they're thinking what do they really mean and it does take practice it is a skill and an art but it's so powerful Stephen Covey talks about five levels of listening and the first one is really not listening at all. It's just ignoring. Somebody's talking to you, but you're just not even there. You're completely in another world. You're totally ignoring them. You're not listening at all. The second level is pretending. You're pretending to listen, but you're not. You're just maybe on your phone reading something or thinking about something else. You're not listening, but you're pretending to listen. And you're saying, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, right. How often do, they, do we do that with our children or our spouses? And then the third level is selective listening. This is where you only hear certain parts of the conversation. So uh, when my daughter was young, we would take these road trips, and she would launch into what I call one of her never-ending stories. (laughs) She loved to just tell stories, and she would just make them up as she went along, and she'd talk and talk and talk, and the story just would go on and on and on. And I remember this one time my sister was with us, we're driving along and Sean is telling her story and my sister is trying her very best to really pay attention and listen and follow the story. But it just never ended. And so finally she turned to me and she said, How long do I have to listen to this? <laughs> and I said, Oh, it's okay. It'll go on forever. You don't really need to listen. You can listen to just parts of it. So that's what we were doing. We were selectively listening to her story and paying attention to parts of it and just and even doing some of the pretending. Yeah, uh uh-huh, right, okay. And so that's level three. Often we're just hearing certain parts of the conversation. And then there's level four, attentive listening. This is when we pay attention and we're focusing our energy, but we're only focusing our energy on the words that are being said, and that's it. And we're paying attention, and that's a much better level of listening. But there's an even more powerful, deeper level, and that is what Stephen Covey calls empathic listening or intuitive listening. This is the most powerful type or level of listening. This is listening with that intent to understand. This level of listening is not just listening to words, but also the emotion, the energy that the speaker is speaking with, the body language, we're listening intuitively for what's not being said. We're listening between the words. This is this is the one that is an art that takes some practice,
1: but anyone
0: can do it. And I'm going to share with you some tips on how to start developing that level of listening. You know, communications experts say that only 10% of our communication is with our words. 30%. is by our sounds, our tone of voice, the expression, how we're expressing ourselves, how loud we're talking. And then 60% is body language. So most of our communication happens through body language. So to listen at the empathic or intuitive level, you will need to tap into your intuition. You will need to focus on all the other things going on, especially body language. If you're on the phone, you can listen in to this level as well. I do it all the time as a coach. I don't see my client, but I can hear and feel the energy and the emotion. And I can ask questions to find out what else is going on. But at this level, you're focusing on deep communication with that other person's soul. Soul to soul, heart to heart. And what you're doing is you're making a deposit in their emotional bank account which builds trust between you and creates a safe place for them to be themselves, to be real, to start opening up, to let down their guard because you're giving them that space and you're depositing, you're making these deposits in their emotional bank account. But if you begin to develop this art of listening at this deeper level, your relationships will go deeper beyond that surface level, you will start to connect soul to soul with them. So the benefits of making these deposits into their emotional bank account in your relationships are absolutely huge. I'm going to read a little bit from Stephen Covey's book about the benefits of learning to listen at this level. He says, the time you invest to deeply understand the people you love brings tremendous dividends in open communication. Many of the problems that plague families and marriages simply don't have time to fester and develop. The communication becomes so open that potential problems can be nipped in the bud. There are great reserves of trust in the emotional bank account to handle the problems that do arise. Wouldn't you like that in your relationships with your husband or your friends or your family or your children? To have open communication, to have deep understanding, to create that space where different opinions and points of view can be heard without judgment. When you seek to understand first, you validate that person. You let them know how valuable and important they are, how deeply understood they are as you're listening to them. Everyone longs for that. We all long to be understood, to be seen to be known, to be valued, to be respected and appreciated. We are hardwired for love and connection. And when we experience another person deeply listening to our hearts, we feel valued, we feel that we matter. It is a universal need. When you intentionally and deeply listen to another person, you plant seeds of love that will bring a bountiful harvest in that relationship but i want to give you 7 tips things that you can start to try out as you have conversations with the ones that you love with people around you the first one of course is stay focused on understanding them first just remind yourself when you're in a conversation wait stop let me just remind let me just remind myself to understand them first what are they really saying and get really curious about them that's number 2 just be really curious i wonder why they're saying that. I wonder how she feels about that. I wonder what she means by that. And then you'll naturally ask questions that will help you understand more when you're curious. And that helps you to stay out of thinking about yourself or your own story or interjecting your story into the conversation. Stick with curiosity. Be really fascinated by that person. Be interested in them. Think about emotions. Think about energy. Ask questions about that. Why are you feeling this way? What caused that to happen? What do you want to do about the situation? How will you approach the situation? Find out what they're thinking before you try to jump in and solve the problem for them. Number three, stay out of the story. In other words, don't turn it back to you. I know it's really, really tempting to say, oh yes, I know what you mean. I've been there. This is what happened to me. And then off you go on your story. You could share that later, but in the moment where you're seeking to understand them first and you're giving them this air and this room to talk and to empty out, don't turn it back to you. Every time you feel tempted to, again, put your hand over your mouth if you have to, But just remember, okay, it's not about me right now. It's about them. Let me stay focused on them. What's going on with them? And that'll take you back to numbers one and two. So number four is, again, focus on their feelings and energy. You know, what are you you feeling? How are you feeling that? Where do you feel it in your body? What are the emotions you're experiencing? And what does that mean to you? That will help them get a deeper understanding of what's going on for themselves. Most people are not in tune with their emotions and even the core thought in the situation because they're just kind of swirling in a reaction or in the story themselves. So this helps them to really get a deeper insight and understanding about what's going on for them and why it's affecting them the way it is. So you give them a huge gift with that. And it helps you to stay out of the story as well. And then number five, you can reflect back to them what they said, but rephrase it and include the emotion instead of just word for word, almost like a robot, because that can be annoying to people and it can make them feel like you're not really listening. You're just kind of like, if they say, you know, I just don't want to go to work today. You just don't want to go to work today. I hate my job. You hate your job. You see how that can be kind of annoying after a while. (laughs) But if they say, I just don't want to go to work today you could come back with whatever feeling you're picking up oh you feel sounds like you feel frustrated about work about your job or it sounds like you are dreading going to work today something like that so reflect it back with a feeling that you're picking up and you can ask them is is that right or is that how you feel So, just kind of reflect it back, but put in that feeling, or you can even say, I'm picking up an emotion, you know, or you could ask them, What are you feeling about that? And that will be a tremendous tip to use because when people hear their words being reflected back to them, rephrased with the emotion, they really feel deeply understood. And again, it gives them that opportunity to get deeper insight. Because most of us, when we're talking, we half the time don't know what we just said. And we're thinking of the next thing we're saying. And so when we have somebody that's really seeking to understand, giving us that space, and then reflecting back what we've said with the emotion and kind of rephrasing it, oh, I didn't think about that, but you're right. That is how I feel. Or I don't even remember that I said that. Wow, that just gave me this idea. That kind of thing. It's very powerful. And number six, definitely pay attention to their body language. If you're talking to them in person, what are they doing? Are they crossing their arms? Are they fidgeting with their fingers? You know, what does their face look like? Is it turning red? You know, are they relaxed? Are they tense? What's the energy? What's the emotion? The tone of voice? Remember the 60% communication is all about body language and only 10% is the actual words. And then, what did I say, 30% is the the tone of voice, the emotion in the voice, the volume, the pitch, the sound that's coming out, not just the words. Pay attention to that. Acknowledge that and reflect that back to them. This is what I'm hearing, seeing. It just gives them so much better insight, and it's such a huge gift. And the seventh tip is use a lot of acknowledging and validating so when somebody's like, "Oh, I'm so upset. I'm so angry with my husband," but you know, acknowledge that and ask why. You know, what happened to make you that upset? Listen, seek to understand, and then acknowledge it. Wow, yeah, it sounds like you're really upset because he did this. He didn't. He didn't uh, put gas in your car and he left you stranded. That would make anyone upset. Of course, you're upset. You know, that validates them without judgment. A lot of times, we feel that what we're feeling emotionally. There's something wrong with it. We judge ourselves and we pass judgment on ourselves for, oh, I shouldn't feel that way. I shouldn't be angry. When in reality, emotions are just signals, they aren't good or bad or right or wrong. And so when we allow people to just feel what they're feeling and, hey, you're human, you're feeling this emotion because this happened, that's normal. And then don't give them advice right after that. Just let them continue to talk. Don't try to solve the problem. Most of the time, people will come up with their own solutions if they're given that space when somebody's listening to them. So, try this out in every conversation you have over the next few days, especially with your closest people, your family, and your friends. See what happens and how it feels for you. Maybe try just one tip at first. Just go into a conversation seeking to understand first and then. Move on to, you know, using a lot of curiosity and questions that come out of curiosity. Practice on picking up on their feelings and their emotions. Just take one at a time and see what happens. Take note of the connection that happens between you and that other person and how powerful it really is. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to find out more about how to create the life you truly want, visit my website at EmergingLifeCoaching.com or shoot me an email at Janelle at EmergingLifeCoaching.com. Until next time, emerge fearlessly and go out there and do what you really want.